thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Nailed it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, as we listen to this song by my, by Mandisa, think about all the stuff that God has done for you, the way that he has carried you through stuff that you never thought you could get through, okay? I know it's been a while since anybody's seen me smiling. Shame at me thinking it was game over. I know. This is your favorite part of the show, I know, where I get to sing. And by the grace of God, I'm still here. Hope is rising, waking up my soul. Good afternoon, people. There is hope. Yeah, there is. Yes, there is, people. I know my heartbeat beating and my lungs. Yes, my God's not done with me yet. No, he ain't. Yeah. That's right. Now I see there's a reason I survived. There's a story still to ride. His grace is worth everything. Everything for my good in the way that That's right, Mandy's is still here. Hey, Jeremy. Even though people don't want us to be here. I feel my heart beat, beating, and my lungs breathing. Yes, my God's not done with me yet. So, is God done with you yet, huh? Okay, here comes the best part of the song. Ready? Out of the pit, all glory to God, I will sing it again. Yeah, I did. Out of the pit, all glory to God. And the best is yet to come. Yeah, it is. Best is yet to come, people. The best is yet to come. So don't let this news get you down. Just saying. I'm still here. Hope is rising, waking up my soul. That is. All my broken turning beautiful. I feel my heart beat, beating, and my lungs breathe, breathing. Yes, my God's not done with me yet. And now the song is over. (laughs) 
Yeah, it is. I could do just the Mandisa sing along all every show. Jamie Grace, Mandisa, Amy Grant, whoever. <laughs> anyway, okay, so here's the deal. Today is Tuesday, people. And if you're a member of T-Mobile Tuesday, then guess what? You should open up your app. You've probably got some free stuff in there waiting for you. But if you're not, don't worry about it. <laughs> ah, yeah, hey. First of all, Bareface needs to come on screen. Come to the screen, Bareface. Yeah. Why do I need to do that? Because you're handsome and hunky looking. Well, that's good enough reason, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, anyway, look at him, everybody. Wait, over there. Over here. There he is. This man produces my show every single day. It's technically our show. Without the magic of his technological genius, I would be like most people on Periscope, just going like this, like holding my phone. I have to tell you, this morning... Handheld scope. Or... <laughs> this morning, I um, I saw a picture from three years ago when I was at the very first Periscope Summit I went to. And I, I was looking at the picture and I'm going... Wow, I look young in this picture. Just and three years later? It was just three years, yeah. It's amazing I've how much... I've got uh, a white, number of those. White hair I have since that time. So, <laughs> so hey, Periscope's been, been, been around over four years, but I have to tell you that... It's not four years yet, is it? It's almost... Well, we've known Vicky almost... It'd be, yeah, it's almost four years. Almost four. Yeah, we've been on almost four years. It'd be almost four years in June. Anyway, those of you on Facebook... All of you guys who are taking the 10-year decade challenge, you're cracking me up with that. Have you seen that, Randall? People are posting I've their pictures that. from I 10 thought, years ago versus about now. Doing that. Uh, the earliest one I have is from November of 2009. Uh, so I bet you look a lot younger. Uh, not terribly. Let's see here. I mean, I look... I was way fatter 10 years ago. So if I didn't mind, I'd be... You know, I, I just was way fatter. <laughs> so your profile... Hey, Kelly. I've only got 12. How you doing, Kelly? Love you, man. Uh, are you going to put it up? Yeah, let's see if I All can... Right, let's, uh... let's see how young Bareface mm. used to look. Yeah, and then we'll get into these articles we're going to talk about today, because there's actually a lot of them. That's not from 10 years ago, is it? Yes, it is. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is Randall. Ready? Go for it. All right, there it is. <laughs> That's my earliest profile photo on Facebook. How do you find out what, which one is your earliest they're dated and if you go to your um i gotta if, find this out if you go to photos okay wait, hold on people i'm gonna do this because you want to see mine right okay wait photos wait, wait and hold. then and then you go to your profile and go, the, go, go, to, to, go to photos yeah then albums okay wait and under albums you'll find profile pictures how many of you really care about this okay wait so go to photos okay and then go to profile pictures right okay i'm just waiting for it to to flip over okay so where's profile pictures at it should be listed in your albums oh albums okay hold on albums okay yeah. and then profile pictures yep i got featured photos cover ah profile pictures okay so then and they're there in chronological order so the one at the very bottom is supposedly your first one? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mine would be this one. <laughs> you want me to send you a link to this? Uh, sure. I guess that's... Oh, the... I guess this is from 2010. Or you could... Um, 
Or if you could, you, you still have Desktop Presenter on there, uh, right? Let's yeah. not try to do that. I'll just, All right. I'll just send it to you because it's way easier. Okay, wait, hold on. All right, Randall, we'll send you... Wait, I'll just send you the link. Is that okay? Yeah, I okay. think that'll be all right. All right, so this is me 10 years ago, people. Note, the art, note how the picture is located and that you're not seeing really anything from down here. And this is like 10 years ago? Wow. Really? When I was 40? All right, let me... Um... I know, right? That's what I said. But it says 2010 on it. That's like... That picture's that old. I didn't age much. Just saying, people. Not that what? you care, Wait but... Wait a second, what? It says here, 2010 on it. Yeah, but something happened. With... All right. January 16th, 2010. That's, that's, that's me from 10 years ago. There it is. There it is. Do I look any different to you? Except my hair is a little bit lighter, huh? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> I think I look better as I get older, personally. That's just my, my thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see. Um, I am definitely happier than I was 10 years ago. That's the true story. Uh-huh. Okay. My favorite one of mine. See, okay. when was this? This was January 20th, 2015. Okay. So... Um, and you're going to show this? Yes, I am. <laughs> there you go. It's it's getting oh, cut off funny. a little bit there. but um, Professional grade file. Yep. In other words, it's a it's a profile picture. Oh, my bro. Picture of a profile. So it's a profile very, picture. Very funny. That's, Thank you. That's... It is funny, actually. Okay. Yeah, not, All right. Look. Not too many people got it. but I know. People are tuning in not to see this, though. So. All, right. <laughs> All right. That's one of the things that shouldn't be said in America is, yeah. is my profile picture. Anyway, go How on. How narcissistic people have become in the last 10, de- yeah, 10 it's, years. It's shameful, isn't it? <laughs> hey, look at me. Look at me. All right, so let's look at this article. It's titled, Top Nine Things You Can't Talk About Freely in America. Uh, This is written by Joseph Farah, who is the founder of WorldNet Daily. You guys can actually uh, see this. Um, I will tweet it out after I'm done reading it. Yeah, you will. It says here, Remember when you could talk about anything in America without fear of retribution, shaming, or harassment? No. No. Do you recall when media was a plural noun implying a multitude of voices? Yes. Uh, What about speech codes? Can you remember a time before they were imposed on college campuses? Totally. How about the internet before Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google set the rules for what you could say and what you couldn't say? Definitely. A generation ago, America, America was celebrated for its free speech, its free press, and its freedom of religion. But consider the topics today that you can't talk about, write about, or dissent about. Let's take a look at the top nine topics and basically that, that are basically off limits in our formerly free society. And, and this is actually true. And if I had more time today, I, I probably could have gotten an article or two or three on each of these topics. But <clears throat> first one, evolution. We went from a time when God's creation was accepted as fact to a time when public schools can't even teach about it as a legitimate, quote, theory, unquote, a possibility. Evolution has gone from a theory to a fact 
and academia while the evidence has gone the other direction. While the scientific world is in its near total agreement now that the universe had a beginning, as well as the time when life sprung up in abundance all at once, America's most powerful cultural institutions continue to push the evolution line exclusively without second thoughts or second looks. Are we better off without the debate, the dialogue, the discussion? Are we more learned or learned? More advanced as a society without dialects? Of course, the quest, the answer is no, of course. So evolution, yeah. Remember, it's Darwin's theory of evolution, people. It's a theory. And actually, it's been completely disproven. Yeah. The, There's the, so many missing links in Darwin's theory of evolution. Well, that's why they Darwin is discounted, but the theory, well, the fact of evolution continues. And it's just, it always humors me how... They say with absolute, you know, confidence, 65 million years ago, this single-celled organism, based upon what other than pure imagination? And anyway, (laughs) I mean, I I can't prove, you know, the the moment of divine creation, but there's more evidence for, you know, an intelligent creator than there is for the things that are asserted as facts yeah the very anyway. fact that you exist is kind of evidence of an intelligent creator just saying mm. just saying <laughs> the very fact that you exist all right number two man-made climate change global warming no 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 climate change you're right some quote news organizations unquote cnn comes to mind are no longer interested in sources they characterize as quote deniers unquote those who are skeptical about the urgent need uh, to reorder the world's economic, economic, and political systems around the priority of lowering carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere, it's unlikely you could have a debate at a major university about the evidence against impending doom from catastrophic man-made climate change. Does that make us more informed or less? Does it make for open political discussions? Are we a healthier, more open society as a result? The answer is no, no. of course. So, also known as the weather changes every single day. Especially in Middle Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Wait, hold on. Is it raining out? No. (laughs) Wait, it's snowing now. We literally had it. Snow, rain, a tornado, and I don't know what else in one day. I mean, seriously. There were a few snowflakes later this morning, but... Now, isn't it sad when you said snowflake, I immediately thought what I thought? Yeah, it is sad. I didn't think of snow, actually. How, see how the, the English language has been corrupted by people? Thank you guys for Mostly sharing that. Mostly English speakers. Appreciate it. All right, the number three thing in America you cannot talk about is Donald Trump. Shh. <laughs> we now have a president of, of the United States for whom it's unsafe in many venues simply to show support. Just wearing a Make America Great Again hat is considered provocative. Despite, Red hat. Despite his demonstrated... Hatred spelled backwards. Coincidence? Hmm? <laughs> Hold on. Despite his demonstrated Midas touch on all matters economic and better poll ratings than his recent predecessors, the gatekeepers of media, big tech, academia, the entertainment industry, and the Democratic Party continue to hound him like an unindicted co-inspirator, a war criminal a fascist authoritarian, and unregistered foreign agent, and a white supremacist, or worse. 
Yeah, woman hater. He's that's also that's also in there. Just so you know. So yeah, if you say Donald Trump, I guarantee you if I had hashtagged this show Donald Trump, there would be five times the number of people in here. Just so you know, because I should do that every show, actually. Yeah, why don't we do that? Hashtag make America great again. Hashtag Donald Trump. Hashtag <laughs> Trump rules. Hashtag <laughs> I love my so, president. Hashtag blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this, uh, uh, don't hate me, haters. Just yeah. saying, don't hate me. Look at this face. How could you hate it? Yeah, no such thing as bad publicity. Right, so. right. All right, so the fourth thing uh, that is something you can't talk about now in America is illegal immigration. You can't have a free and open debate about controlling it without being called names like hater, bigot, racist. The sovereignty of America is at stake, but the cacophony of denial about... Or that's not right. How do you say that? You did great. I cacophony, did it. It's a yes. miracle. I said the word right cacophony of denial about a simple border barrier is hysterical maniacal completely over the top and one-sided full of misinformation disinformation and fake news so yeah if you talk about illegal immigration or even say oh my gosh those illegal aliens if you say illegal alien that's like hate speech <laughs> i'm sorry but they are they're illegal immigrants. They're illegal aliens. They've come across the border illegally. And I have to tell you something, just so you know, because I can, I can. All my life, I have lived in a border state, okay? Except for now. I don't live in a border state now. Uh, but Come on. Tennessee shares a border with seven other states. Okay, but not like, another, but not like California. Yeah. California is a complete border state. And California has been overtaken by illegal immigration which frankly is part of the reason I moved out of California because the state of California, which is a socialist Nazi government in California, and I, I'm not trying to be funny. I actually believe it. It's a socialist communist Nazi government in California. Anybody who lives in California as a Christian, if you're still there, you're there. It's a mission field for sure. Um, some of us were smart though. We got out. We like left. We're like, see ya. Um, because it's, com it's completely been inundated with illegal immigrants and i you know people always say well you're a white woman you have american privilege you're white people don't look down on you because you're white you're you're a white woman you have all the privileges in the world yeah right uh yeah well first of all when i was in california i was a minority okay just so you know second of all just because i'm white doesn't mean i come from privileged <laughs> My mama was raised me on welfare, so I had no money. I didn't have a golden spoon in my mouth my whole life. I worked my my butt off for everything that I own and everything that Bareface and I own. We we worked for it and we labored for it. Nothing was handed to me, and it still continues not to be handed to me. With that said, having lived in California thirty six something years. I have to tell you, by the time we left California, it was like living in Mexico because there's so much illegal aliens that came in. They were so blatant. They would put up the Mexican flag on their house and then they would boastfully come over to your house and say, hey, I'm here illegally. Can you teach me English in their Spanish dialect? Okay. Now, gosh, got to admire their boldness. Hmm. Criminals are bold people. 
And yeah, I just said they're criminals because they are criminals. They broke the law of America. Hey, if you want to come to America, do it right. Do it the right way. My Filipino neighbor came from the Philippines. She did it the right way. She became a citizen of America. Just saying. And, you know, I'm just saying, look, illegal immigration, illegal aliens. If you talk about it now, uh, you're a hater. Bleh. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. What other country can you go into illegally, get all government benefits, and make the people of that country pay for it? Well, much of Europe is becoming okay, that way. Well, aside from Europe, which is kind of like America, but worse. Just saying. Okay, the, the fifth thing that you cannot talk about in America now is Muslim terrorism. <laughs> you mean extremist activity? No. Nearly 20 years after Muslim terrorists declared war on America by hijacking airliners and crashing them into the World Trade Center, the Pentagon and an open field in Pennsylvania killing more people uh, than in any foreign on the homeland in American history, incidents and evidence of Muslim terrorism is systematically covered up by the media. Instead, the real problem, according to the thought police, Islamophobia is Islamophobia. So the very fact that I keep telling you by 2020, Islam wants to overtake America. If you're a Muslim and you're one of those people <laughs> that came here illegally and you want to take over America, you're mad because I'm telling the truth and you know it. It's documented. And people like my friend Robert Spencer over at Jihad Watch and Bridget Gabriel, uh, who, who actually came out of Muslim-dominated countries as a woman who's been screaming from the rooftops for decades, you know, about Sharia law and how it's going to put women in bondage and all this other stuff, and the fact that our religious freedom as Christians is con constantly under attack because the number two persecutor of Christians in the world is Islam, just so you know, following communism, which is the number one persecutor of Christians, just in case you didn't know that. So, how dare I? <sighs> how dare I bring that up? Yeah, But, you know, it's true. It's true. It's actually true. Do you have any comments on that one? Um. No? Yeah, where where would it begin? Again, it's it's similar to the other things you can't. Well, we haven't come up with other things, but it's it's the fear of something. It's and it's and it's not really the fear, but because you oppose this thing, that's that's why they're attacking. If you would just embrace them, then they wouldn't attack. Well, <laughs> probably yeah. If you rolled out the red carpet and said, "Bring on Sharia," you know, bring on you know bondage of women and and murder of homosexuals and you know and just, if we had massive haters in and a big thing they would be like taking you out of context constantly and disproportionate revenge bible news radio i mean you know the whole honor killings and uh you know you dishonored my brother so i have to kill your entire family you know kind of things that go on in the middle east i mean yeah if we were just embrace all that um yeah there was um, something I reposted on Facebook again. It was some uh, uh, Arabic talk show. Only it wasn't in Arabic; it was in English. But it was a uh, with Middle Eastern people, and there's a gal on there just telling it like it is. The you know blaming the U.S. on troubles in the Middle East. Come on, she says we we've, <laughs> we've been fourteen hundred years. Islam's been fourteen hundred years before. The U.S. ever came about and, and, you know, killing each other then and all this stuff. And so don't, anyway. 
Yeah, we're going to be looking at an article, and I might just save it for Free For All Friday because it's so long. There's like 40 things uh, in this article that this humanist guy basically claims that all of us Christians believe or or we we do, which is kind of incongruent with what, you know, who we're supposed to be. And I just have to say that the interesting thing to me sitting from, from here, looking at the culture from, you know, as a whole, if if I as a Christian woman state a news fact, you know, a title of an article that they don't like, YouTube will will pull my show down, right? They did that like a month or so ago. I, I, I quoted the title of an article as the name of my show and they, they pulled my show down. They never watched it. They didn't even see anything that I said. They just, oh, that's hate speech. You violated whatever. And I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. I just put the title of this article. You want to look at it? Um, but here's the thing. Even Christians, and this is the part that bugs me probably more than anything, is when Christians are saying, well, don't say that, Stacy. You need to be more careful with your words. Don't say that Islam is a religion of of destruction and they want to kill us and stuff. It's actually a religion of peace. Don't you know that? There's a better way to say it. I'm like, uh, okay, tell that to almost 3,000 people that were killed by Islamic terrorists who all happen to be Muslims, and then explain to me how come every terrorist attack on American land has been done by a Muslim since. It's not the Christians blowing people up, just so you know. Anyway, number six. The number six thing in America you can't talk about is Roe v. Wade, which the anniversary, unfortunately, is that is coming up. It is, according to the cultural institutions that serve as our morality cops, a settled, a settled matter of law. Anyone who opposes this Supreme Court decision, which denies the right to life for pre-born babies, will find a hostile environment in the media. Even restrictions on abortion for the purpose of sex selection are considered threats to a woman's right to choose. But what about the freedom to dissent? What about free speech? What about a free hearing on the sanctity of life? And by the way, I can't remember if, I think I did share this already. Janet Parshall, who's the host of In the Market with Janet Parshall, somebody I have a lot of respect for, who I consider my radio mentor and, and mother in the Lord, she actually sent recently to her a partial people, partial patriots, I don't know what they are, I forgot what they're called. Anyway, her her people that support her show, um, an audio piece talking about the old president of Planned Parenthood, Cecile Richards, I think it is, yeah. who basically positioned Planned Parenthood as oh, we're just all about reproductive rights and taking care of women. Women's health. We provide women's health care and mammograms and pap smears and all these other fun stuff that women love to get. You know, baloney. Which are hard to obtain at most Planned Parenthood. Uh, right. And now the new president of Planned Parenthood is basically saying, nope, please. Planned Parenthood is the number one abortion provider. That's what we do. And so they've even gotten more blatant with that. They don't care about, quote, the woman's body because they're, they're damaging the woman's body. You know, do you know that so many women die from having abortions? It's, oh, that's only with back alleys and coat hangers. That's yeah, well, why, why... No, it's not. That's why <sighs> free and accessible abortion is an illegal and accessible abortion has, has stopped all that. Yeah. It irritates me. But anyway, so that's that's one thing you cannot talk about in America. You can't talk about abortion unless you agree with it. Okay. 
The number seven thing Joseph Farah wrote about is gender. Now listen to this. Can you believe that we, we can no longer identify men and women based on biology without fear of, quote, discrimination and accusation of, quote, bias and, quote, bigotry? It's true. Meanwhile, judges and activists are promoting gender dysphoria as well as irreversible surgical disfiguration and chemical castration, even for children. Right. It's a new and brave new world. But don't try too hard to dissent unless you're ready for the consequences. Be prepared to be called a hater, a homophobe, just for the crime of disagreeing. And and we actually saw this with the president. I mean, he had the nerve. How dare you say that? What you say on your birth certificate, you know, what you look like biologically is actually what you are. They went after President Trump for that, like... Like, oh my gosh, it's like this most horrible thing in the whole world. Oh, hey. you said his name. That's one of the things you can't say <laughs> I know. in America. That's hate speech. So, uh-huh. you know, it's funny because, cause, uh, you know, blue, generally, you know, you get blue balloons or whatever it is when it's a boy. Or pink, if it's a girl, you know. Uh, Jamie Grace and her husband, Aaron are expecting their first baby and actually her sister Morgan and her husband Patrick are also expecting their first baby I think it's in June they're both expecting in June anyway they're going to do a gender reveal of their baby on February 15th they recently actually um, announced this on their YouTube channel so those of you who don't believe in revealing the gender of the baby ahead of time because that baby hasn't quite figured out yet in its head what it yeah, is. Yeah, the child is supposed to reveal their gender Jamie to the world. Jamie and Aaron, just so you know, they're going to reveal whether or not they're having a girl or a boy. Just so you know. Well, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Hmm. Yeah. And you know what's really sad is there's actually insane people out there, and I do mean that literally, insane people who actually have had children. I've reported on this on this show they actually have children and they refuse to label that child and they're like nope that child's gonna figure it out and we're like okay and it's gotten so bad like in states in california on birth certificates they now let you pick other so you don't have to pick male or female okay i mean that is insane well i don't know doctor what do you think i don't know Hmm. Or how about we rock, paper, scissors it and figure out, I don't know, two for a boy. And if it's a girl, let's the best three out of three. We'll figure out what it is. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's completely insane. Completely insane. Yeah, you know, it's just the duplicity of it all. Yeah. You know, it not is. long ago, at least, you know, at most 20 years ago, you know, that... Um, all, you know, marijuana was illegal in all 50 states, you know, not <laughs> available for lawful purchase, all that. But it was plenty fine to dissent against that. It was a settled matter of law in all 50 states in the U.S., but there were dissenters and petitioners and, and um, you know, voters and all that. And now it's legal in many states, you know, but... You know, things like Roe v. Well, that's a saddle batter of law. We we can't discuss it. You can't dissent. And and gender. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's something that's something in someone's brain. That's undiscernible. <laughs> forget, forget forget objective, immutable facts. Right. I mean, we're no longer talking about 
you know, law. <laughs> We're talking about nature. Yeah. Anyway, but but can't can't just that's yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, it is crazy. All right. Well, we have two more left, but let's get to those after we take like a little break and thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. Okay. Go ahead. You guys, Ariel Ministries has been helping support this show for almost for about two years now. Uh, Ariel.org. You can save twenty percent with the coupon code Bible News. Right now, they they. Uh, uh, haven't given us anything specific to give you a focus on. So, hey, you know what? Anything that's on our store over at BibleNewsRadio.com on that resources page that we've listed, that's something you should check out. Get the coupon code while you can. Um, they, there has been um, some internal turnover at Ariel recently, so we're not sure if we're going to be continuing with them. So I just want to let you know, uh, in the event that something happens, you might want to get your discount stuff now, just so you know. Okay. But but we will we will always be supportive. Of, yeah, we will always be supportive of their ministry. But I mean, great had, solid yeah. biblical stuff. Yeah, they've had but they've had some changes, and we don't know yet if we're going to be part of that change. But let's pray we're not, because we love the ministry. Pray that we are. And we're part. Yeah, not part no, of the change. No. Gotcha. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't want to be part of the change. No, we don't want to be. We we want them to continue to sponsor the show. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing. If anything on that on that website right there, you guys can go and check it out, okay? And if you want to support us and we need it, we definitely need your financial support, um, and become a pillar of our community, then please consider becoming a monthly donor to our show, and you will get the joy and satisfaction of supporting us. Yeah, you will. I will tell you, this year, uh, I will not be going to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Um, every year I go to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention because it's held here in my town in Nashville. Um, this year I'm not. And the reason I'm not is because I don't have the money to go. And I'm not, I am no longer going places where I don't have, where I'm going to go into debt to, to do this show. I can't, I can't afford it. This year it's in California. Last year we did 33 interviews that, uh, that you guys all benefited from. And unfortunately, we weren't able to actually even cover the expenses for the trip we went to to the Prophecy Watchers Conference. We actually fell almost 50% below what our expenses were. So I'm just being honest and, and just saying, look, I know you guys love and appreciate what we do, but I need more of you to kind of step up and support our show if you're a regular listener. If you're not, you're just kind of like, eh, I'm in here. These people are weird. I'll watch them once in a while. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you if you're somebody that actually watches our show and you benefit from it, you actually love us and stuff. I could really use your support because I I honestly hate missing opportunities like going to NRB. It's the biggest um, it's the biggest convention for religious broadcasters in the country. Actually, it's in the world, really. Um, and this year in California, it's in California. I'm, and I'm not going. I can't. I, we can't afford to do it. Uh, so, you know, please consider becoming a monthly donor to our show because uh, we're here every day. And if you're here every day watching us, then it's kind of the right thing to do kind of to kind of to support us. I mean, just like you would your church. Right. You know, you go there every week and, you know, and I have about five of you and that's it. About five people honestly give to us every month. Five people can't pay for the expenses in my travel and hotel and airfare and all that stuff that we do on the outside of this. And, you know, we are constantly being spiked with Periscope and Facebook, you know, and everything. It's hard, even advertising. Like, we try to promote this show on Facebook, they won't boost it. 
Why? Because we're telling the truth. That's why. So anyway, I don't have to yell and scream to you guys because you're you're here. But just so you know, you know, these things, you know, we have to we have to be wise with the money the Lord's given us. And I think you guys know that we are good soil. You know, there's good stuff here on Bible News Radio. And a couple of you have been to our home, so you know that we're not like living in a mansion <laughs> and uh, and all that. So I, I hope you know, I, I really do hope and I would really like it if we could add some more faithful donors every month uh, to our show, because that would be really cool. It really would. And you'll definitely be blessed. You know, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. So consider that. OK, also, we want to play you this video um, from ID Shield. You guys know I picked up a second job last year. Uh, in fact, tomorrow night, um, tomorrow night, I am going to be part of a woman's empowerment uh, meeting. I sent out a, a text earlier on my text message list about it. Um, and, and what the meeting is, is it's some of the top people in Legal Shield, the women on the women's side, uh, who are going to be talking about the opportunity with Legal Shield and Ladies of Justice. And so if you guys are interested in that, make sure you get in touch with me. I will give you the call in information. You can get in on the phone or you can pop in on Zoom on the video. Tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central Time, I'm going to be there. Um, and I really would like you to come and join me if you're interested in um, becoming a part of my team. This is going to be a great meeting. Today, we had a meeting. Um, it's a coffee. What did they call it? They called it morning coffee with the team or something. I forgot what they called it. But but it was 10 o'clock this morning. It was really good. Got to hear some great testimonials um, from people who use the service uh, and and all that. And they're really, really good leaders. You know, if you want a good develop a self development um, company, you can learn a lot from and grow as a leader and just in your self development. Legal Shield definitely provides it. It it does. And you know, I keep you know, I've had a lot of training. I'm not an uneducated person, and I can just tell you, it's the top. It is the cream of the crop. Um, in fact, I want to read you. I just signed on one of my friends yesterday for a legal shield membership and this morning um they texted me i'm going to read you i'm not going to say who it is but not that she would care but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read what she said but she said this she said i called my legal shield attorney to ask about a warrant and then she gave the name of the state he didn't find what i thought it was but is looking for anything else in the whole state did the work called me back in less than an hour. Pretty cool. Now, that is the power of Legal Shield. You have unlimited consultation with Legal Shield attorneys in your attorney uh, provider law firm. You know, and I responded back. I said, "Yeah, it's really cool cuz number one, you didn't pay $300 for that consultation and the attorney got right back to you within an hour." I mean, very few if if you didn't have an attorney, you might be lucky to get a call back next week. But with Legal Shield, you call them up, tell them your issue. They'll usually patch you right through. And if they can't, you get a call back within four hours. Most people don't do that. And it's only $24.95 a month. The value is amazing. Anyway, so that's that's that. But let's watch this thing about ID Shield just to remind you a little bit about the service with ID Shield. Every year, millions of people face legal issues. And let's face it, lawyers are expensive. 
But as a Legal Shield member, you pay an affordable oh. rate for an entire law firm versus high hourly legal fees. Or legal Shield. Legal Shield's law firms have over 20 years of experience oh, no, in no, many no. areas of law. As a Legal Shield sure. member, you'll have direct access to one of our dedicated oh, law firms. Okay. I didn't know you could, so you I didn't can know take you could hear proactive <laughs> steps to protect your legal rights, such as having your rental agreement reviewed or your will prepared and receiving legal guidance for things like a dispute with a neighbor or creditor. Your law firm can also write a letter or make a phone call on your behalf. When you have a legal question or issue, you can simply call your law firm and a lawyer will return your call within eight business hours or less. They're even available 24-7 for emergency situations. And with the Legal Shield mobile app, you can call your law firm at the touch of a button. Access legal forms, upload your speeding ticket for review, and have your will prepared. Legal Shield makes receiving legal assistance easy and affordable. So get the legal protection you need and deserve, and put a law firm in the palm of your hand with Legal Shield. Hmm. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I had queued up before really yeah i don't know oh what happened but am i on the screen yes you're on the screen hi everybody okay so that was the one for legal shield what do you want to try the one for every yeah you do you, do you have it yeah i don't know what happened yeah hey gino the page shifted or something but. gino you're here i actually was waiting for you to give me your email or something so i could send you your amazon gift card so you need to do that you need to send you need to you need to message me that info so I could do that because I sent out my Amazon gift cards. Okay, so the next one is ID Shield. This is the identity theft protection one. Every okay. year, over 10 million people have their identity stolen. <laughs> Take control of your identity with ID Shield. ID Shield monitors your personal information, such as your social security number, credit and debit card numbers, and social media accounts. We watch across the internet, including black market websites, government databases, and court records. We even provide child monitoring and monthly credit score tracking, which you can track right on the ID Shield mobile app. If any discrepancies with your identity are found, you'll receive an alert. If your identity's been stolen, a dedicated team of licensed private investigators are there at the touch of a button 24-7 to restore your identity. ID Shield also provides a password manager so you can generate and store strong passwords to further shield yourself from identity theft. And ID Shield even has a $5 million service guarantee, which means if identity theft happens, we'll do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to restore your identity. Shield yourself and your family from identity theft and put a licensed private investigator in the palm of your hand with ID Shield. All right, so there you go. That is the short little video about identity theft protection with ID Shield. So if you want to know more, you can contact me through my website. If you go to www.bitly forward slash LOJ 2019, that stands for Ladies of Justice 2019. So LOJ, all capitalized 2019, go there. Or hello, you can contact me through my website, BibleNewsRadio.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Bible News Radio. You can contact me directly and I can sign you up. And if you're in Canada, I can also sign you up in Canada. America and Canada and Legal Shield uh, is also going to be 
uh, I believe they are working on getting Europe covered as well. So I think that's I think that's what I heard. But anyway, all right. Those of you who are already members, don't forget your perks. Don't forget to update your app. Don't forget to do your will and tell a friend. <laughs> all right. So back to this article uh, that we're talking about, about the top nine things you can no longer say in America. Okay. So number eight is guns. Yeah, you don't want to talk about guns now, do you? Okay. Just as America is quickly watering down its commitment to the First Amendment, so too it is continually compromising on the Second Amendment. And you won't get a fair hearing in the media or through social media or through the search engine that commands a nearly worldwide monopoly yet ignores legal requirement for political impartiality in the way it serves and controls content. The anti-gun propaganda never stops. There's a war on private ownership of guns like never before. And in a nutshell, the reason why is because this. If you can disarm your people, you can control your people. If you withhold food from your people, you control people. Look at communist nations. That's what they do. They disarm their people and they withhold pe- food from people. So if you, if, you with, if you withdraw, you know, the power to defend yourself, then people can control you, right? So you can't talk about that. By the way. Just, just one word about that. Sure. Well, You're I guess I said more than one. You're my co-host in life, so go for it. Yeah, you know, a lot of uh, Second Amendment dissenters, you know, people argue, well, it's well-ordered militia. We don't need militia now. We've got a, we've got an army now. Well, there was an army then. There was a, there was a United States Army when the Constitution was written, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and the Constitution gives Congress and you know all about that funding, the army and the president being commander in chief, or whatever, and. But in the Bill of Rights, you know, the Constitution restricts the authority of the government. It's all about restriction, limiting the powers of the federal government. And the Bill of Rights, you know, granting rights to the citizens, is important there. You know, it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the right. people to keep and bear arms yep. should not be infringed. You know, that's it's not the security of the state. Any any army, any armed force, you know, funded and operated by the government can make the state secure. Could even secure the borders if they wanted to. Um, but you know, the security of a free state, maintaining its freedom, comes when the people are have the right. Uh, to bear arms, yes. and that is not infringed. Like you say, you take that away, then certainly you can have a secure state, but it won't be free. Right. Gino says like here you. that uh, guns maintain law and order. Mm. It's true. It's true. If you have people, well, first of all, you're safer with more guns, which, how dare I say that? But it's true. I've actually interviewed the one of the top guys at the NRA on the show in the past. Um, but anyway, okay, the number nine thing in America that you can't talk about without somebody getting upset and offended is the family. You wouldn't think it, right? Seriously. But it is the family. Joseph Farah writes, everyone knows the family unit with a father and a mother at the center is the building block of a self-governing, healthy, and prosperous society. 
Or do they? Who's making that case in America today? Government follows policies that are hostile to families as it is our as it is our corporate culture. But just try making that case in a public forum that counts. Kudos to Carl to uh, Tucker Carlson for bravely making the effort. And Bible News Radio and Janet Parshall's show and American Family Association and Christian Broadcasting Network and Janet Mefford. Janet Mefford mm-hmm. and Family Research Council and Focus on the Family. In other words, your Christian media for the most part are the ones trying to make, you know, the case for biblical normal family. <laughs> so if you just came in and you didn't hear the whole list, I'm just gonna recap. The top nine things you can't talk about freely in America are evolution, man-made climate change, Donald Trump, illegal immigration, Muslim terrorism, Roe v. Wade, gender, guns, and the family. And what do we talk about a lot here? All of those things. Yeah, we do. It's so fun to go against the flow. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, I could do it all in one sentence. You know, I think evolution is wrong. Man-made climate change is simply the weather. Donald Trump make America great again. Illegal immigration is, guess what? Illegal! Muslim terrorism exists, just so you know. Gender exists. I'm a girl, I have to admit it. And, of course, I like guns. In fact, I sold somebody yesterday with my Legal Shield membership. They sold them a gun supplement. In the event you didn't know that, Legal Shield also offers gun supplements to you gun owners out there. And the family, because we all have one, don't we? Yeah, we do. Okay, so here, here's the here's the PDX saying, we are a Christian nation, so why do you think Christians should be making the rules? Well, I think we're founded on, uh, I think the founders were by and large, the Puritans came over. They were by and large religious folk. Not every founder was a Christian, that I agree with, but the scriptural principles in the Bible is what the Constitution and all the founding documents were basically based on. So that has nothing, your question has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, but that's my answer. And I got, somebody's buzzing me. They didn't know I was on the air. Anyway, so let's see here. And I have to say that this is um, some another, another thing. Okay, we, we actually also have... Um, couple other things we're going to talk about so let's get to let's see let's talk about the atheist group this was this was one randall the atheist group one um how many of you have heard of the ark encounter that ken ham's ministry enters in genesis they had a big part in and and all that noah's ark you know it's in kentucky (laughs) that's where it is people that they found it. it's not on mount ararat it's actually on it's in kentucky (laughs) now Anyway, there's a new article out here. Uh, It says this atheist group aims to bar school groups from Kentucky's Noah's Ark. Now, I have to tell you, my best friend, Cheryl Ann, her and her husband just went there like during Christmas. She told me, she said, this is the most amazing thing in the world. She said, everybody should go to this. It's just amazing. She shot me pictures. She sent them to me. It was really great. So anyway, it says here, a very interesting controversy is swirling around a 510 foot long, $178 million supposed quote replica unquote of the biblical quote Noah's Ark unquote in Williamstown, Kentucky. Since the Ark Encounter site opened in July 2016, and by the way, I've had Steve Ham, Ken Ham's brother on our show a few times. So I actually have ties to this place. 
Anyway, since Dark Encounter site opened in July 2016, founder Ken Ham has been soliciting schools in Kentucky and surrounding states to bring groups of students to visit. But the Wisconsin-based nonprofit Freedom From Religious Religion Foundation, FFRF for short, has countered that promotion by sending letters starting in 2016 to warn off the region's school administrators. The letters inform school officials that such visits are unconstitutional. American atheists sent similar letters to schools in August of last year. In its latest letter, sent this month to approximately 1,000 school districts in the five states surrounding Ark Encounter, FFRF states, quote, In this country, Ham is free to, to erect monuments to his Bible. Those are his only First Amendment rights at issue, and he's exercising them. But public schools are not permitted to expose the children in their large in their charge, rather, to religious myths and proselytizing. Cite the article. <laughs> Cite the article of the Constitution. Cite the paragraph. Ham claims atheist groups are bullying and intimidating kids, so he is now offering free admission to the site to any visiting groups of students and teachers if they decide to defy the atheists, according to a Fox News online article. Previously, students were welcome free, but teachers had to pay a dollar. Ark Encounter is part of a group of ham evangelical assets, including the $27 million, 75,000-square-foot creation museum located at about 45 miles away in Petersburg, Kentucky. Both facilities are owned by Ham's Answers in Genesis organization, which promotes pseudo-scientific young earth creationism view of the universe's origin based on a literal interpretation of Genesis in the Bible. By the way, the guy that wrote this is not a believer, just in case you didn't know that. Uh, (laughs) Because Ham's ideology portrays earth as only 6,000 years old, scientific dating puts it at older than 4 billion years. Well, that must be true. Disputes the formal consensus theory of evolution. At least he said it was the theory of evolution. Mm. (laughs) And presents... And presents displays incorrectly showing that humans and dinosaurs coexisted. Well, really? we've got Did fossils they? to we show got, otherwise. Yeah, we do, actually. His Ark Encounter and Creation Museum have been frequently criticized by scientists and educators for misinforming students by arbitrarily misrepresenting religion as scientific. Oh, my gosh. I've had Dr. Stephen Meyer, who's like one of the most brilliant Christian scientists on this show, talking about how biblical and scientific the bible is but whatever anyway nonetheless a substantial number of fundamentalist christian americans hold to biblical literalism yeah i do which has resulted in roughly a million people a year visiting ham's two religious tourism sites (gasps) i know it's horrible isn't it such a tragedy in its in in its latest letter to schools the ffrf states quote public schools cannot organize trips for students to either the creation museum or the ark park it is unacceptable to expose a captive audience of impressionable students to the overtly religious atmosphere of ham's christian theme parks based on what their opinion (laughs) i have to say public schools can do whatever and let and yet in public schools you can have a transgender person who looks like a complete Scaredy, you know, scares the crap out of little children by how they look. You can have them come in. Do story time. Do story time. And you can have them pervert these little children. But (gasps) heart be still, they can't go to the the Ark Museum. Anyway, FFRF says Ham has always been obvious about the proselytizing nature of Ark Encounter. In an open letter he distributed just before the opening of the site, he stated, quote, 
Our motive is to do the king's business until he comes. And that means preaching the gospel and defending the faith so that we can reach as many souls as we can. Millions of souls will hear the most important message of all, a message of hope from the holy righteous judge who, despite our sin, wants us to spend eternity with him. Ham has reinforced this statement repeatedly. God bless him. Which is why I love Answers in Genesis. You need to go there. It's one of the only magazines I get, just so you know. Later in a June 2018 blog post, Ken Ham had the nerve to write, quote, the whole purpose of building these attractions was evangelistic. If we just presented evidence from, for creation and the flood... There was no point in constructing these venues. I would see no point in having an apologetics ministry like Answers in Genesis if we weren't proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. AIG is an evangelistic biblical authority ministry, and it is. It's one of the best ones out It'll, there. At least it's not camouflage and call it uh, diversity or sensitivity training or, you yeah. know, inclusive kumbaya syrupy goodness or what, you know, whatever, you know, uh, whatever euphemistic label all these other things you know ham believes his yeah. conflict with atheists is a battle over freedom of speech and religion and that the law is on our side but ffrf contends that he's wrong on both counts ham says when atheist organizations try to brainwash people with an interpretation of the first amendment it doesn't mean that christians are second-class citizens Amen. ham an australian says he would like to see a test case go before the u.s supreme court to stop this nonsense from these atheist groups who try to outlaw christian influence in this nation to which I always, I actually go back to, this is what I think, and I mean this in the most sweet, lovable way possible, because as you know, I'm, your, I'm, I'm your, your sweet and lovable host. If you're an atheist and you don't like America so much, why don't you go to a communist country and live? You can go there. It's okay. Bye. See you later. If you don't like the Christianity that is in America as an atheist, the, the remains, bye. The remnant. Go, why don't you go live in China or North Korea? You can live freely there without any influence, at least not a lot, at least not from the government and stuff. Just saying, you should go there. And then try your tactics there under those dictators and see what happens to you. Let me go ahead and uh, go ahead and finish reading this. FFRF, in its recent letter, cites a number of court cases supporting its contention that taking students to the Ark Encounter or Creation Museum is unconstitutional, including... Lemon v. Kurtzman, Edwards v. Aguilard, however you say that, Doe, X. Rel, Doe v. Elmbrook. I'm not reading everything on things, whatever. Oh. Bottom line, Christianity perpetuates itself by indoctrinating children in, in its <laughs> fantasies from an early age, and this strategy is enhanced by the kinds of magical religious ideology insinuated into young minds at fictional places like Ark Encounter, which is such a threat. Apparently, it's so fictional and such a threat you know, Ark Encounter is just as a th as much of a threat as Barney is. I love you. You love me. I mean, come on. That's and, fictional. That's totally a threat to kids and, and indoctrinating them. And, and the think? sexual anarchy movement isn't perpetuated <laughs> by indoctrinating children in fantasies of you can be whatever gender you want to be today. Oh, stop it. I mean, it, it, that's... Stop talking about that. So, so if, you shouldn't talk about that. I know. So if we didn't have... It's one of we, the nine things you can't talk about. So if we didn't have drag queen story time, and if we didn't have, you know, Heather has two mommies, we, didn't, we stopped all that in public schools, sexual anarchy would just... It's just a natural sort of, it would just 
perpetuate on its own as an organic, unstoppable thing that just, you know, that's, that's inbred. It's human nature. It's only that in recent years that um, it was given a space to, to breathe on its own. That's, it's perpetuated by indoctrinating children in fantasies from an early age just the same. How hypocritical. To, to no. say that of you know. atheists aren't hypocritical. Neither are liberals. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Neither is he, they, humans are hypocritical. Mm. Well, we do have we do have a number of other articles, but um, tomorrow I actually have a great guest coming up on the show. He's going to be talking about his brand new book called Salvaged: Lessons Learned from the Junkyard. Uh, and I have to tell you that this guy he grew up. Uh, his dad was a junkyard owner. I guess that's how you say it. And anyway, he grew up in the salvage yard, and he's written a book on leadership all about lessons he learned while working at a junkyard. And I think you'll find this an interesting interview tomorrow. So I hope you can join us at 4 p.m. Central Time, our normal time. I hope you enjoyed this show. I hope you sponsor our show, like come be, become a pillar of the community. Don't forget, forget you can become, uh, you can get my text messages by texting the term Bible News to 33222. Do that. I, I've sent out three texts today, which is not normal. Usually I send out only two. But um, you can text 33 to 222 to Bible News. I'll respond, say, please tell me who you are so I know how to go ahead and uh, address you. And then I'll put your name in there so I know who you are. Because when I do contests, I have to know who you are so I can mail you stuff. And by the way, I still have not received my 14th response. So those of you who are... Uh, who have just entered my flash contest, there's, I still need a couple more before we get to number 14. So... If you're watching the replay, make sure if you're on my list, you you went ahead and you did that. And only if you said, enter me like I told you, you're entered. Because one of you, (coughs) I'm not going to say who you are, but you're here. You didn't enter correctly, so I'm not counting your entry. Just so you know, I'm being a stickler for the, you know, got to follow directions, people. Anyway, so make sure you join us tomorrow for that interview and then thursday i also have another interview it's going to be we're going to talk about health and nutrition on thursday because after all january is the the month that we're all trying to get back into our you know eating healthy although i had a uh, although i didn't today not yet but don't tell anybody all right people i hope you enjoyed the show (laughs) and you know what i want to encourage you I want to encourage you to be bold and talk about all those issues that we're not supposed to talk about. To stand up and talk about all those issues boldly and to go with God because he's on your side. You and God is a majority. You know why? And to remember he loves you. So be bold, stand up, go with God, people, because he loves you. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. People are looking for hope. And these atheists, you know, they need God. They they. They, they're fighting him because they don't want to be accountable. I think Gino said it earlier. They don't want to be accountable for their sin. But you know what? Like I said yesterday, the book of Philippians says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. That day is coming. Be on the right side. See you tomorrow.